0: Podcasting live from the branch loft pathway on the plain of Zendikar. This is Tap Tap Concede. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Tap Tap Concede. James here, which is odd. Normally, I am not talking on this podcast. Normally, I'm sitting quietly in this chair, listening to Graham Nelson and Cameron record this podcast. But Graham is busy this evening, so I'm here. And I'm excited because we, we, we have a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. But first nelson cameron how's it going i'm very well and and cameron you're well i
1: am you know it, it, things are what they are yeah i i agree with that i'm excited for james to be in the in the talking seat tonight yeah Normally we have like you know crouching graham hidden james as you mentioned earlier but right but with like a big news week i i really appreciate your energy i want you to know that
0: sweet mm. yeah i got i got lots of energy i've just been talking all day long and i gotta talk all night long it's been a long day but i'm excited magic is great all right pleasantries out of the way how about sponsors let's go with card kingdom cardkingdom.com slash lrr not only do they sponsor this podcast but they sponsor our weekly magic streams both lure mtg and the friday night paper fight we love them we use them they're working away as safely as can be as far as i know zendikar rising pre-orders are live So if any of the cards that we talk about today tickle your fancy, you can head over there. Again, cardkingdom.com slash LRR. It'll apply the affiliate code and order some cards. At the end of your order, you can say, "Loading, Ready Run, send me button, please. And you will get sent a little limited edition one-inch button. Right now, it says, put in the woo in Wooberg. Although, by the time you listen to this, it's very likely it could be gone or very soon to be gone. So if you're looking to grab that button, please do so at your earliest convenience. That's cardkingdom.com slash LRR, Kingdom of Cards. And of course, everything that we do, whether that be here in the podcast or Twitch or YouTube or wherever else we might produce content, couldn't be possible without your help over at patreon.com slash loading ready run. So if that's something that you're interested in doing, please head over there and check us out. All right, on to the magic news. And there was a lot of magic news. Now... Zendikar Rising is coming up here in just a few weeks. In fact, just earlier today, at time of recording, we announced the Zendikar Rising pre-pre release, which is going to be happening on Sa- when uh, Monday, Monday, September fourteenth at eleven a.m. Pacific over on twitchtv run It's going to be featuring the regular cast of characters that you know and love. Nelson and Serge will be, we'll be judging. We'll be judging. Graham Kathleen Cameron Adam Ben and Wheeler will be playing and this time we're actually bringing in some guests but not like we normally would Megan and Maria from good luck high five are going to be joining us very similar oh boy to how Graham and Kathleen join us from their house uh, during these PPRs of the past few months uh, so we're excited to slowly reintroduce guests back into the PPR and uh, hopefully make it a little bit more enjoyable for for you all to see some new new people. So yeah, tune in September 14th, 11 a.m. Pacific, twitch.tv slash loading ready run. So this past week, they announced Zendikar Rising. They gave us a bunch of previews. But not only that, they talked about a whole bunch of stuff that they're going to be doing in 2021 so i'm really excited and we've got a lot to talk about but let's start with arguably the most important thing something that by the time you listen to this you cannot buy anymore but i think it's still cool and we can talk about which is the secret layer that is for sale today at time of recording which is in celebration of yargle day y'all like yargle
2: Yargle! yargle all
0: right there we go there you go
1: Gargle, 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 gargle,
0: gargle. Yep, there, there we go. Nelson's got yep. it.
1: Adam Savinian finally making an appearance on Tap Tap Concede.
0: This is a very silly goof, and credit where credit is due. I think this is fun. I think it's kind of fresh. I think it, it's very similar to the dog secret layer that we yes. that we talked about on the podcast last week or two weeks ago. So I wasn't on that podcast. I was kind of medium on the dog secret layer i thought it was cool and i don't fault them for doing it like the way they do the fact is is that there aren't that many good dogs to print in that in that sort of fancy way but this is taking it kind of a step into the silly which i really like so you've got five cards over the five colors you've got swords the plowshare featuring yargle you've got opt featuring yargle fatal push featuring Yargle, Anger of the Gods, featuring Yargle, and finally, Explore, which to be honest is probably the best one in terms of art,
1: featuring our boy Yargle. Do you like it the most because you don't get to look at Yargle's face?
0: No, I like it the most because it's just, it's just like him on a mountain overlooking a valley, just arms in the air, just screaming, right? Did,
1: did you notice anything about the art for these cards?
0: no well cameron? i mean oh go ahead go ahead well i mean not in maybe not in the way that you're about to tell me i noticed that yargle is in all of them
1: does that count yargle is in all of them that is something to notice just like spotting jace on those the uh Ixlon basic lands cameron do you you probably notice
2: something about the art for these cards it's yargle posing in famous cards
1: yeah it's just it's it's not sorry i'm not trying to be complicated or anything here there's no second layer it's just the art for these cards if you haven't seen it yet it's mocked up original art, like it's it's the same oh, yeah, yeah. color palette, new art, but right. it's like reproduced old art. Right. So right, these, right. so it's the swords of plowshares from, uh, I think it's Elspeth, Elspeth versus tesseret or one of the judge promos originally, where it's like the iconic skulls in the background, and the the warrior has like the sword over their shoulders. It's the opt from Dominaria. It's the fatal push. The Fatal Push is more like the promo, I think, right? Anyways, and then Explore, it's the art you know from Explore, and the art you know from Anger of the Gods just has Yargle in all of them. And it it is a new painting, but it's clearly like an homage, like a very straightforward parody of the original painting. So extremely silly, and like, especially the Explorer, you're going to be able to like cast it in a game, probably the Opt 2, and like, your opponent might not know. I mean, especially on webcam magic days, but like, even at FNM, your opponent might not know that like, it's yargol opting instead of teferi opting and like i love that like it's very clever and I, I like what they did with it. it's the sort of thing that like seems like we wouldn't have seen it in any product except secret layer so it, this one actually it feels like a secret layer flex that said for this kind of thing i have a tough time uh rationalizing spending money on it but i would i would love it if these were like promos <laughs> and i mean i guess that's essentially what they are so very cool product
0: cam you like them
2: I I think they're totally charming. Because I know you were a big fan of the dog one. Oh, yeah, I love dogs. (laughs) They're just great. The way they jump at you and, like... And bark. Smell and bark. (laughs) Drool. Drool. Bite. (laughs) Yeah, no,
0: that's fair. I mean, I have a dog, and I I agree with everything you're saying. But, yeah, no,
2: these... These are really, like... They're cute. I needed this. I don't think I need this, but I needed this. I'm so happy this
1: exists, right? Yeah. I'm certainly not going to buy it, although during this podcast I've been thinking about it. I suppose I still have an hour or two. I, I'm not going to do it.
0: From this podcast, two hours and 20 minutes, and for 30 bucks, you can have the regular, or for 40 bucks, and these
1: are American prices, you can have the foil version. You know, the thirty bucks doesn't bother me as much as the fact that I know I have to wait like six months. I still haven't gotten my summer super drop. Yeah, so it's like I'll spend this money and then I'll have completely forgotten that this exists by the time it arrives at my doorstep.
0: But then it's 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 making you happy twice, right? Like you're enjoying it now, and you're going to buy it, and then in like four or five months, something's going to show up at your door, and it's going to be Yargle, and it's going to be Explore, and you're going to be like, "Man, that's that's great. This is great." It's It's pretty cool. I don't know. I still, this is the, I've not, I've yet to buy a a secret drop and this is the one that might actually, or secret layer and I might actually do this one. I don't know. I think
1: (laughs) it's pretty cute. It's super cute.
2: I, I also like that Yargle is, this is the most characterization I think we've ever gotten for Yargle. Right. And what's coming across is that Yargle is kind of a jerk. Yeah. Like Yargle is not a thoughtful friend. Yargle's quite selfish. Yeah, I could see that.
0: All right. Well, speaking of Secret Layers, jumping very far ahead into the announcement video that they did earlier this week, and it's not a whole lot of information, but they did announce that they are doing a tie-in with The Walking Dead. Now, not The Walking Dead comic. It's a tie-in with AMC's The Walking Dead. So I know that there were some people... Who were excited when this was announced with the idea being that we could see some really cool iconic walking dead comic art on magic cards depicting very cool zombie cards and while i agree that would be neat that is definitely not what we're getting we're definitely getting amc's the walking dead what they spoiled was the walker token so this is just a, a two-two zombie token and it's the i can't remember the bicycle lady or something like that i don't know people this is very clearly iconic to Walking Dead, and I don't read it. I haven't watched it. I don't know. I feel like somebody's mentioned something about a bicycle, though. But this seems kind of cool. I mean, taking arguably the biggest zombie you know, IP that exists today and has existed in the last 10 years and tying it in with you know this iconic creature for Magic is kind of cool. Any hopes or desires for cards that you'd like to see and what will almost assuredly be a zombie-themed secret lair?
1: Well, I think they're definitely going to give us at least one lord. So it's like, which lord would you prefer to see? Right. And which character do you want that to be? Like, do you want, like, a Daryl Death Baron? Like, I don't know. I I don't actually watch the show either, but I, I have read the books up until, I don't know, I think I've read more than 20 of the books. So certainly I would like to see that bat with the razor wire that has a name that I forget. Sorry, everyone. It's I, I stopped reading it a long time ago and I haven't watched the show, but yeah, there's some, there's some important moments. I wouldn't mind seeing like a spell where like Rick Grimes, family is falling apart. Like the thing where like Liliana's salvation or whatever the, or the thing where like something gets minus X minus X and he also makes zombies. Like when, they, if they're trying to escape the oh, prison right. and, and yeah. that spell is being cast, I think I'd like that. I'm not sure if there's an appropriate like equipment card to put into a zombie secret layer. But there's some interesting, certainly, you know, choice pieces of equipment from <laughs> The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, which zombie exactly? I don't know. Gravecrawler? I guess like this to- this token looks like Gravecrawler. Gravecrawler is the zombie I personally play the most. And I wouldn't mind an- a promo Gravecrawler. I didn't really like the, I think it's a box topper one. There's some sort of fancy foil one that I didn't like as much as the original art. But I play a weird Walking grave Gravecrawler.
0: I mean, I could, again, it is tricky when you don't know The Walking Dead. And you don't know what kind of, you know, key moments or or aspects of the show that they can draw from. But I know, like, Endless Ranks of the Dead would be a really cool card that I feel like they could draw from. Yeah, uh, certainly. You know, a bunch of zombies up against a stained glass window. I have to feel like something like that has happened in the, uh, you know, thousand episodes of of The Walking Dead that exists and then i think my favorite zombie lord it has lord, yeah
1: they do they do definitely attack a church at least once
0: yeah and then i think my favorite zombie lord is cemetery reaper Yeah, i was thinking of too i like that one so i don't know if again there's something that sort of works for that but again i mean whatever just what kind of zombie cards would look would look cool i don't know i don't know like
2: i i guess my favorite zombie is probably carrion feeder
1: carrion feeder is a good one
2: yeah i'm like Aren't they kind of all carrion feeders, though?
0: Which carrion feeder do you like? The I assume the original art. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the OG art, not the the uh, Modern Horizons update.
2: Yeah, I mean you got to go with the old border. Yeah, that's fair.
1: The thing I like about the Walking Dead comics so much is that, or the most is that it's just a, it's really just about the people. the The zombies could be like a rising tide. The zombies could be like the flu, the zombies could be like, the whole world is experiencing earthquakes and lava or something. It's just about how the trappings of society are lost. And like, people have to kind of rebuild society up up out from anarchy. Mm-hmm. And like, so if there's a card that like represents kind of Rick Grimes's leadership, or just like the various moments when the group seems like it's going to be lost, and they're trying to, you know, cling together and like, Still find hope, like still find a reason to keep going when, like, they have to keep watching their friends die. Yeah. I'm not sure really which magic card best describes that, but it seems like an enchantment or a sorcery or something rather than an actual zombie card. Like, which zombies right. they choose to put into the zombie secret lair. I don't know, but if they can spread out into one other kind of thing like that, would be sweet. Maybe Liliana the Last Hope would be sweet because it does also make infinite zombies. And maybe yeah. they could, like, have Liliana the Last Hope with, like, one of the scenes from just the humans and Walking Dead talking to each other. Yeah. I, I'm super curious how it comes out. And, you know, tip of the hat to all the big time Walking Dead fans listening right now and salivating over how this is going to be treated. Right.
2: Presumably, I'm going to go ahead and call that we're going to get an elite inquisitor based on the, um, is it Daryl? Yeah, so Daryl is,
1: uh, I'm not sure if that's Daryl or not, but Daryl is definitely one of the sort of like people in the in the group. It's kind of like a white trash sort of biker guy, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I watched the show for like a couple of seasons, then I realized, hey, everyone in this show looks like they smell like pee. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I like anyone here.
1: Oh, yeah. That's another great thing about that show is that like it's hard to figure out who to like and why, right?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay, cool.
2: So
0: secret layers are a thing. All right, moving on. Let's keep going. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. So Zendikar Rising coming out in a few weeks here. Don't want to spend a tremendous amount of time on it cuz obviously we'll be talking about it for, you know, the next couple weeks after this episode goes up as we actually get a chance to play it. But trailer came out. It looks great. Story coming back. I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on that and we can chat about some of the cards and some of the mechanics. I think one of the big sort of aspects that i i'm curious to hear your thoughts on is the fact that magic story is coming back in a way cam i know that that tends to be your jam or do you have any thoughts on
2: on the, the story coming back or i was very happy to see it come back it the first installment chapter one i managed to get through okay managed to get through it after a couple of days Gl- glowing review yeah yeah but hey, at least it's there. It's there. It's there.
1: I can't claim this same achievement. I, I did see the article. I'm not a huge story person, but I notice that your review doesn't immediately begin with, this was panned on Twitter for the following reasons, you know, or like, this has all the following problematic things going on. So that's like, you know, a little tiny feather in their hat.
2: Yeah, exactly. They didn't step on any immediately obvious rakes, which, you know, kudos. Good job. <laughs> um,
1: absolutely absolutely
2: yeah the, the characterization is fun, is you know it's it's fairly decent i like that in it nissa is constantly asking herself like what would gideon do right which i think is interesting i i didn't pick up them have on them having like a particularly close relationship or close friendship but you know that that kind of like whose moral clarity do i admire who would know what to do in this situation gideon would know right gideon would at least he would do good, right? He might not be smart, but he would be right. Fair. Is there like a, could you could you give a like TLDR of what is going on in this first story? Nahiri is investigating a core ruin and Nissa is there too. Like Nahiri has asked Nissa to come along and help her investigate this place. And, you know, it's, it's, I got a level with you. I actually haven't finished it, but I do know <laughs> Nissa calls Jace for help right? Her her okay. comment is like, what would Gideon do? Gideon would ask for help. Gideon would not be too proud to ask for help in this situation because like, you know, he knows what he's capable of and he knows what he knows. And he he would know when he would need outside assistance to figure out a problem. So she asks Jace and Jace is so bad at everything. How do you, <laughs> how is a telepath this clueless? Hmm. Jace, you can read minds.
1: Why can't you read the room?
2: You shouldn't be this like you shouldn't be this awful to people. But maybe that's the great paradox of being, right? Jace, uh, the, the the multiverse's greatest magical theorist and telepath is actually very thoughtless. Fair and selfish.
1: I don't know much about how they've chosen to characterize like Jace's abilities, too. It's possible that telepathy isn't something that's casual and easy for him. Maybe it's more like telepathy is a thing he can do if he tries really hard. And most of the time he's just like lost in his own head.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Well, speaking of Nahiri and Jace, I don't think we've talked about these
1: cards yet. On the podcast. We went over the two spoiled plants walkers last week, yeah.
0: Did you? Perfect. Well, then I'm not even gonna worry about it. We're gonna move right on and talk about other cool cards that are are coming out. So I mean we talked about Jace last week, which means we have sort of talked about the fact that Kicker is back is pretty cool. There's a really neat card that was talked about during this event. Blood Chief's Thirst, one black mana for a sorcery. It has kicker for two and a black, and it reads destroy target creature or Planeswalker with converted mana cost two or less. If it, the spell was kicked, instead destroy target creature or Planeswalker. So basically get rid of that CMC requirement. This card seems pretty good.
1: I don't know why they needed to make it a sorcery, but yes, I like it. It's good.
0: I mean, I'm curious. I saw a lot of people, I feel like, jokingly talk about Tybalt. Yeah, it comes to <laughs> mind, right? But <laughs> but actually discussing Ren and Six.
1: Okay, there's also uh one of the Nissa's steward of Valoron. Is that one? Did that did steward of Valoron come out with Cat remastered? I'm not actually sure.
0: Um, not entirely sure. Anyways, Ooh.
1: she's a blue green and X planeswalker that I, I like to play in Highlander. So possible, possible. That's a re- real target for one black mana in Gladiator. Probably right. not too much action in Historic, even if it's on there. But yeah, Ren and six in Modern, one mana answer to that card, along with most creatures. Right. Right. Hmm. Yeah,
0: I mean that's the thing, right? Is CMC two or less is going to hit. A whole heck of a lot of stuff in in modern. I mean, it seems like a pretty sweet pickup in just limited. So, kind of excited for this kind of card. Again, sorcery is doesn't make it feel super great. I
2: wonder
1: if they, yeah, yeah. I wonder if like part of the the reason was for limited. Like, if you, no, I doubt it though. I was gonna say if you if you kill someone's planeswalker on their own turn after they like made their attacks based on having their planeswalker for next turn or whatever, and then you have an instant speed removal for it, it can be a little. A bit tough but in limited most of the time you don't have a planeswalker anyway i'm i'm genuinely curious why it's not an instant because we've had a whole like for four mana even for three mana we've had this effect where you can murder a planeswalker or a, or a creature and almost always for four mana you're getting it at instant i think when they made them in the past like the vraska's contempt card you know this has no uh upside once you've paid the four mana compared to vraska's contempt it also made them lose two life right so still even even making a sorcery like it's it's obviously good removal yeah next up
0: so that's kicker next up big returning mechanic landfall Woo! and what better card to demonstrate landfall than with our good friend lotus cobra yep uh one and a green for a snake Two, one snake and it reads landfall whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control add one mana of any color
1: the beautiful Love snake it. is back. Yeah, this this card's fantastic as long as there are fetch lands in the format. Without fetch lands, it's still like a medium good mana accelerant, maybe. I like that it has two power all the time. It's a super hard card to evaluate. I remember yeah. in a in a pro player interview, Martin Juza said it was it was definitely the worst card in his deck <laughs> that was like built around ramping and like All of the best draws involved playing Lotus Cobra, but then you just like never wanted to have it any other time except in your opening hand.
2: Yeah, I run it in Highlander and Aristocrats because it's like a mox that you can eat. (laughs) Yeah. But it's the worst one there, I think. It's the worst mana dork in my deck.
1: I played it in Standard. The first time it was in Standard, it was next to Noble Hierarch and Knight of the Reliquary and Fetchlands. So, mm. like, it was in the same set as the the first set of enemy Fetchlands from the original Zendikar. And, you know, it was fantastic in this this deck that really relied on it to get up to six mana and cast Sovereigns of Lost Lara. But it wasn't the most popular card in that Standard format. Or even in all the green decks.
2: I guess with Uro, right? Yeah, and, the,
1: and there's, like, are there three different... Or one of them is going to rotate. Sorry, yeah. Like right now in standard, you can play migration path and also the the other. There's two different explosive vegetations, and they're keeping that right because there's another. We'll get to it, but they they spoiled another. Or they, there's a preview of another explosive vegetation. So there's going to continue to be two explosive vegetations in standard for Lotus Cobra. So that's something.
0: And it just it should be said that it, so this has seen a few reprints, iconic masters. Actually, that's about it. It's got some promos as well, but it was downshifted to Rare and Iconic Masters and has kept that rarity going into Zendikar Rising because when it was originally printed in Zendikar, it was a mythic.
1: That's great, actually. It was like the poster child for uh, complaining about the use of the mythic rarity in the exact opposite way that it was announced it would be used because when Zendikar came out, Mythic Rare was only one or two years old. Right, And this was one of the first ones where it was like, well, come on. Like you said, you wouldn't give us dual lands, but this is clearly a mana producer. Every deck that wants this is going to want four of it. Right. And that was true,
2: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The idea that, don't worry, Mythic Rares will only be like weird flavor, flavorful cards, not things that are four of in competitive decks. And that was clearly not the case. I will say, though, that this showcase treatment
0: for Lotus Cobra is... Hands down, one of the most striking pieces of magic art I've seen in a very long time.
1: I'm so hmm. impressed with this year's showcase frames. Like, it Ikoria, is vibrant AF. Yeah, M21. This one, the the other ones I've seen from New Zendikar. These showcase frames are so gorgeous. Yeah, they, they and they look even better in paper in my head. Like, I just o- opened a pack with one for the first time for the M21 pre-release, and yeah, they just look so much better even than I thought they would. Yeah, they're gorgeous.
0: Continuing on with landfall, we've got our boy, or maybe not, I don't know. Omnath,
1: Locus (laughs) of Creation. Our our thing. (laughs) Our thing.
0: (laughs) Our elemental.
1: (laughs) Our elemental, yeah.
0: (laughs) It is a 4 4 for a red, a green, a white, and a blue. When Omnath, Locus of Creation, enters the battlefield, draw a card and landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you gain four life. If this is the first time this ability has resolved this turn, if it's the second time, Add red, green, white, blue, and if it's the third time, Omnath deals four damage to each opponent and each planeswalker you don't control, and it also has a gorgeous showcase treatment. Omnath is back and
2: pretty cool. Yeah, no, I I think it's a cool card. I did hear some grumbling that Omnath as a commander was boring because it stopped after four landfall triggers, and I. I don't know what you want, dudes.
1: (laughs) I really don't know what to tell
2: you at this point. Omnath is such an interesting
1: character and has so many treatments that do a bunch of different things. Like, is there anything Omnath can't do? Doesn't make anyone discard cards, I guess.
0: So this is the fourth version of
1: Omnath, right? Omnath, Locus of
0: Mana, was the original printing back in
1: Worldwake, it looks like. It's just upwelling on a creature and it gets big.
0: Yeah, then then it went to Locus of Rage. Makes big things. Right? And then Locust of the Royal.
1: Hits you with direct damage.
0: So it's gone from green to green-red to green-red-blue to green-red-blue-white. So the only thing left now is a, a Wuberg Omnath, right?
1: No, they're going to skip it, and he's going to merge with the Eldrazi somehow and be a, like, four-color plus a wing ding Oh, God. Hashtag called it.
0: Okay. I mean, you called it. It's, uh, what is it? It's uh, Thursday, September, September 3rd, 30,
1: 2020. Yeah. 7.03 PM. I you just had the it. idea. That's right. Yep.
0: If it happens, it's all thanks to you. All right. So Landfall's back. Landfall's great. Really excited. The next big sort of mechanic in Zendikar, and it's actually kind of curious that they've decided to introduce this mechanic here, considering what's coming next year. And we'll talk about that soon. And that's the party mechanic. And I'm going to show you Shepherd of Heroes to kind of give you an idea of what this is. So for four and a white, you get an angel cleric. It's a 3-4 flyer. When it enters the battlefield, you gain two life for each creature in your party. Now, your party consists of up to one of each of a cleric, a rogue, a warrior, and a wizard. So this is a angel cleric. So this would fulfill the role of the cleric. And then you have something like acquisitions expert which is a human rogue that would fill the rogue slot. And then you have someone like Tazri here, who's a warrior. And then finally you've got Linvala, who is your wizard. So these are the four, four classes that they've shown off here. And basically you are rewarded
1: if you have party. Fun, cute, flavorful. Yep. I'm looking forward to reading the FAQ. My, my immediate thought is just that I don't understand entirely how this ability works. It seems as though, you know, we see two different cost reduction mechanics and two different triggered abilities. So party just seems to be a thing that you kind of check whenever you need to. And who exactly is in your party, which creatures you've chosen to, you know, fill up these classes can change each time you have a party effect that cares. That's my impression.
0: So to determine the number of creatures in your party, check whether you control a cleric, whether you control a rogue, whether you control a warrior, and whether you control a wizard. The number is the total number of those checks to which you answered yes. Each creature you control can be counted for only one of those checks. So if a creature has more than one party creature type, and there are multiple ways to count that creature that could result in different numbers of creatures in your party, the highest such number is used. For example, if you control a cleric and a cleric wizard, the number of creatures in your party is two. You cannot choose to have it just be one by counting the cleric wizard first as a cleric, if that's helping. And then some cards refer to you as having a full party, which means you have to have all four present. Neat. So that's kind of what's going on here then. And then you've got cards that sort of pay off. Spoils of adventure, four white, blue for an instant. This spell costs one less for to cast for each creature in your party. So that means if you have a cleric and a rogue out, that spell is going to cost cast you two, a white and a blue. If you have all four members, then it's going to cost you a white and a blue, and you're going to get
1: to gain three life and draw three cards, which seems pretty cool. Yeah, I mean... Back in my draft days, we were happy enough to play Kiss of the Amisha that cost the same as this with no cost reduction and only gained you like three more life. And only right. drew you two cards, I think. <laughs> Spoils of Adventure, sign me up. And it's an instant? Oh, this, yeah. part might, this part might be for Constructed. Kiss of the Amisha, finally making it onto the big show. Hold on, I need to see what <laughs> Kiss of the... I need to know what this... Is. I'm probably dreaming here. What do you think, Cameron? Is Spoils of the Adventure a standard card? It's an instant, and it says draw three cards.
2: Well, I mean, like, I I have seen people trying to work out, like, what is the best, or what is the best party currently in standard, right? And, like, Linvala gets in, you know, Breezy B, Brazen Borrower, as your rogue.
1: A lot of creatures that are good happen to be wizards. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. just a bunch of half-decent creatures of magic are wizards. And a lot of, like, aggro creatures are warriors.
2: How cheap does spoils of adventure have to be before you start feeling really good Honestly, I think
1: if you don't reduce it at all, you just have opportunity where one of the cards is a free gain three life. Yeah. And like, that's not that bad. You tapped out for six to draw four cards. Wouldn't you like to gain three life instead? Yeah. It doesn't seem
2: that bad. Like, like Sphinx's Rev. This is just Sphinx's Rev. Base, right? right? Like an, an an or at least the same cost as a Exactly. Yeah. It's
1: it's a six mana Sphinx's rev that sometimes costs less.
2: Yeah. And if you control a Linvala or a brazen borrower or clerics and rogues, who who's who's who right
1: now? Basically any creature, even if you're just casting this for five, I think if you're casting this for five
2: in a control deck,
1: you're really happy.
2: Mm-hmm. Cool. I mean, I was looking through my Highlander deck to see if there's any incidental value I could get. And Oh, there's a lot of shamans, a lot of monks, a lot of druids, a lot of creatures without jobs.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, they're they're just kind of like gnawing on a bone going, "Me? I'm currently unemployed." Right? And suddenly I feel like my dad, I guess. <laughs> Get a job. Get a haircut. Yeah, exactly. Like butcher of the horde, what are you doing? Like right. I don't know, I'm being a 5'4" who uh with a five four with upside for four mana. You're right. I should be out running laps, Cameron. Falconrath Aristocrat, a noble. What? What does noble do for me? Doesn't that just mean nothing. that other people pay for your food and rent? Yeah. As it turns out, yeah. Falconrath Noble is just doing like getting nothing done all day. Get a real job,
1: Falconrath Noble. Blood mm-hmm. Artist is wait. Is Blood Artist a wizard?
2: Blood Artist is uh in true true artist fashion, and I can say this as somebody who falls in the art world unemployed.
1: Right, just a vampire, isn't it? That's yeah. That's brutal because you can see in the art and in the flavor and in the form of blood artists,
2: they are working. Yeah, I mean, like the, this is labor. This is valuable work. Yeah, look at that. They're cranking. Like they're just grinding all
1: that blood into art.
2: But I guess they have a patron. Maybe I don't know.
1: <laughs> I love the idea that blood artist has a Patreon. I love the idea that that spoils uh, of adventure like blood artist doesn't make it cheaper and blood artist is going to like protest that like they'll be outside one of the zendikons you know yeah. with a sign made out of blood that says uh, equal work for equal pay or something
2: yeah i mean like and, and i feel as as the player of this deck that many of my creatures are in fact contributing valuable labor right yeah. they're doing real work and the fact that none of these cards want to recognize that <clears throat> it's a little hurtful it's a little hurtful. Yeah. Like monks and druids unite, right? But I guess they're they're not going out to party. I guess they're that's staying right. in at home.
1: Taking care of the kids, cleaning the floors. None of yeah. all, these are all the most, you, you know, romantic and exciting jobs, but none of the like really unfun but really important jobs are being rewarded by the party mechanic. I guess that's why it's called the party mechanic.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say it's right there in the name. Party.
1: Yeah. All right. Okay. It's time to move on. Do what you love, kids. The money will come, maybe. Yeah. Modal DFCs. Say what? Yo, these are new
0: and kind of neat. So double face cards are back. And in kind of a neat way, they they have lands on them now. So the one that was spoiled during the event is called Valakut Awakening. So this is two and a red for an instant. Put any number of cards from your library, from your hand hand. on the bottom of your library, then draw that many cards plus one. Okay. And then you'll notice in the bottom left-hand corner there, It has a little arrow that says land, and it says it can tap for one red mana. Well, that's what happens if you flip it over and instead play it as Valakut Stoneforge, which is a land that enters the battlefield tapped and taps for one red. Okay. This is very interesting and very new. Mm -hmm. They also spoiled a bunch of dual lands that act very similar. Branch Loft Pathway, which is where we're broadcasting from today, taps for a green or play it as Boulder Loft Pathway and it taps for a white. Or maybe you want to play Bright Climb Pathway, which also taps for a white. Or perhaps instead you'd rather play it as Grim Climb Pathway and tap it for a black. And they've spoiled a. So to spoil a white green version, a white black, a blue black, a red green, a white red, and a blue red version of these cards.
1: What, what?
2: Wait, 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 wait. Six dual lands? These are. Yeah. which is unusual right there's there's three enemy colored and three allied colored right
1: okay Uh, i'm fine everything is fine this is there's there's nothing weird about this and i have no questions
0: okay well so ignoring those questions yeah because
1: i don't we don't have the answer to them okay what are your thoughts on these cards super elegant design
2: i i think it's as nelson said very elegant design
1: so this is what you got out of a dual land typically in a zendikar draft if you drafted a marsh flats it was going to only add white or black mana but it would give you two landfall triggers and every now and then it mattered to shuffle your library too so you don't get that you don't get the extra landfall trigger but you don't have to pay a life and you essentially make the exact same decisions you were otherwise making when you play fetch lands for basics right just like this is going to turn into one of the two things pictured here and i have to decide well with the with the fetch lands you can actually wait but, it, you know, if it was in your opening hand, you had to decide right away. And sometimes the decision was tough because you would be playing like two white symbols and two black symbols in your limited deck, you know, for your sweet core creatures and also your vampire nighthawk that you picked up. You would have to decide. And sometimes you chose wrong. <laughs> but yeah, I this is like extremely elegant and I don't have any questions about how it's going to work. I am a little bit nervous as a, as a judge that these especially the ones that are spells and then lands on the back are going to cause some confusion slash, like, space for angle shooting, but I don't have a specific, I don't have a specific complaint. I'm just a little nervous.
2: Right. I'm really curious to see how small uh, mana bases get. Oh, right. Are we going to see standard decks with, like, 12 basics? Or not 12 basics, but, like, 12 12 dedicated lands.
1: lands. Yeah, 12 only lands. Whoa, subscribe to my only lands. (laughs) But I mean, like, 12 cards in your deck that aren't also spells
0: exactly huh yeah that's kind of cool i'm excited i don't know i I definitely agree that i love the design i've always been a fan of the double face cards and i am i think a little bit more excited for these ones that have spells and lands just that feels a little bit more modal as it were whereas obviously you still have to make a decision but it's probably a little bit easier of a decision when it comes to land right like you know if you need to play this as a as a plains, or if you need to play this as a forest a little bit more often than, you know, if you need to play it as a tap land
2: or a, you know, a card draw spell. So I'm excited to see how they play. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm also curious to see like how these, these dual face lands, where they line up in my lander playability.
1: I, I think they're going to be really good. My guess is these are going to be a hot ticket, honestly, for mm-hmm. casual play and like for I, maybe modern playability pioneer playability. I think, In terms of Highlander duels, I wouldn't be surprised if they're pretty high. Right. Like, I am all in. I feel like right away they're probably at least as good as Checklands because they can come into play untapped.
2: Yes. Okay, agreed there. Yeah. I'm really excited to play these in arena formats. Yeah. I think arena formats were, like, hurting for duels, like singleton formats.
1: Yeah, Gladiator's got to be so happy about this
2: absolutely agree. i mean i imagine you know
1: wheeler and the the very active gladiator players are excited about this yeah
2: but like do i cut isolated chapel for bright climb pathway mm, i don't know
1: if yeah i, th- I think my, my immediate guess is that that's a close decision like i you know i think they're gonna be on the on the level of other duels that you regularly do play in highlander
2: yeah i don't think they'll they'll cut anything that has like that island swamp yeah subtype but you know the the ones that don't that's gonna be that's gonna be a decision
1: branch off pathway might just be like a better brushland like that might be the case most of the time when you're playing brushland like sometimes you have to activate it every turn but usually included in mana bases where you're trying to make sure you have lots of access to both colors and then when you actually play you're trying to kind of line up your turn so that you can tap it for generic regularly and not have to play both colors off of it regularly so these cards do that and with no life loss so that's exciting
0: cool all right rounding off the zender card news full art basics are back three of each brand new art they look fantastic wow if you're watching the uh youtube video right now i'm throwing a few of them up here as we chat and yeah these look good why is it always the islands that are so amazing
2: because they're they're so good <laughs> yeah. yeah they are very pretty most overpowered card in magic now with the best start once again <laughs> I guess so,
1: yeah.
0: And then finally, expeditions are back. They're not back in the way that they were before. So they, expeditions can be found in collector's boosters and as box toppers. And I think it's, I I cannot remember exactly where these are coming from, so I'm not going to speak to it right now. We can get into that maybe in a future episode, just because I don't want to get this information wrong. But we do see the return of some Fetchlands here. windswept Heath, Flood Strand, Polluted Delta, Bloodstained Mire, Wooded Foothills, Marsh Flats, Scalding Tarn, Catacombs, M- Mesa, Rainforest, Morphic Pool, prismatic Vista, and Wasteland were also spoiled. And I think there are hmm. 40 of them, but these are the ones that they've sent now.
2: The Wasteland is gorgeous. Full stop.
1: Oh, it's Kind of yeah. yeah. So we don't know how to get these. We do. It's, they're box toppers
0: on certain products and i can't remember exactly what those products are and they can be found in collector's boosters what they can't be done like the original expeditions these cannot be found in a traditional booster draft pack you will not find them in a booster draft pack
1: okay remember when like a set would come out and you just know how to buy it because it just came out in booster boxes and inside the booster boxes were packs mm-hmm. and, and you knew how, the, how those worked and you didn't have to wait for a briefing to f- figure out.
0: There is a lot. And and we're getting a new booster pack with this set. And we've talked about that on the show already, but it's a lot. And then there's also the list. I'm not going to get into the list today. We've, I think we've talked about it in the past, but they did f- actually spoil a few cards, including Food Chain, which is an old Arcadian Masks Enchantment for two and a green. Remove a creature that you control from the game, add X mana of any color to your mana pool where X is a room of creatures CMC plus one. This mana may, may only be spent to play creature spells. They spoiled Simeon Spirit Guide, and they also spoiled Slimefoot the Stowaway. So very clearly a bunch of stuff going to be available in the list. But I think we're gonna have to wait to hear a little bit more information about the list before I think we dive into it so that's all the Zendikar news and there was a lot and now let's talk about 2021 because they decided that this week was a good time to tell us what's coming up in 2021 so quarter one the first set of the year so this will be probably January-ish although it feels like things are going to get moved around a little bit I we I promise I have zero inside knowledge as to when these sets are coming out. They've just listed it as Q1 for 2021 for Kaldheim, which is Magic's take on what a world inspired by Vikings might look like.
2: Y'all excited for this one? Yay, nay, kind of whatever. Eh, I'm not super hot on Vikings as a whole thing, but like I'm looking forward to it. It's a new Magic set. Should be cool. Dwarf energy intensifies. Yeah, that's
1: fair. <laughs> No, I'm excited for the Viking magic set for sure.
2: I'm probably just bitter because I've been playing Crusader Kings 3 and this guy from Lapland just showed up and kicked my door down. I don't know why, but sucked. That's how they say hello from Lapland. <laughs> Wildly
0: unfair. Call time is number one set for next year. Then we move into Strixhaven the most elite university in the multiverse they didn't really give much other information other than just it feels very i mean a lot of the very quick assumptions was it's so it's going to be like harry potter but magic i think it's probably going to be a little less kid oriented but who knows this one i'm kind of excited
2: for to be honest the very clear statement that this is a university not an english style boarding school right so don't worry there will be relatively few nine and ten year olds getting lightning bolted or doom bladed, or being fed to carrion feeders. Just being eaten by worms Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Don't worry, Timmy. You can block that shivan dragon. Getting fireballed. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think what I'm kind of excited about for this one is, I think the fact that they've kind of gotten into this this treating sets as does it need to be one? Can it be one? Do we need two? Maybe three no one's fine it means that i feel like the stories can be much smaller and i like the idea that strixhaven is not an entire i mean it probably will expand but at least my initial impression is it feels like it's going to be a much smaller feeling environment which i think is kind of cool like not everything has to be a battle
2: for the future of the multiverse
0: right or even just a battle for the future of whatever plane we're on right yeah I mean I felt like Eldraine actually did a pretty good job of I was gonna say that too yeah. standing alone on its own, but it's still i I feel like this probably will have a lot in common with Eldraine to be honest. I feel like we'll see a lot of similarities there, just in terms of scale and scope of the story that they're trying to tell, but I don't know this one I think of all of them i I actually think I might be the most excited for because I just don't know what this like I have an idea of what viking magic is going to look like and i have an idea of what the next couple sets that we're going to talk about are going to
2: look like but this one i it feels like an unknown to me which is kind of cool yeah no i'm i'm very enthusiastic about it my main comment on this is that if strixhaven doesn't have a school band i'm just gonna be disconsolate fair like at least give me a trumpet blast like come on come on
1: Well, I'm fully ready to take the quiz to figure out what I am in place of a Hufflepuff and Strixhaven, so I am at least looking forward to that. And I also, yeah, I second your your comment that, you know, magic sets can be exciting and thrilling and, like, really fun, even if the storyline surrounding and moving through the set is just a little murder mystery, right? Or a little, like, you know, case, you know, a kidnapping or something. Like, there's just, like, some intrigue going on or even a love story, like, rather than you know, there's worldwide destruction and Nickel Bolas is going to destroy the universe or whatever. It's like, yeah, like doing that is fine, but it's okay too to spend a whole quarter on just like, oh, there's nymphs and like the fairies are running through the forest and things are not what they seem. And oh no, I got turned into a food token and then I got turned into an elk. Please help me, giant. (laughs)
2: Let's come back to Strixhaven in a couple of years for spring break. Yeah. Yeah. And you just got like all the intense, like... Spring break at Strixhaven takes place on like I don't. They go to Dominaria somewhere, right? So spring break at Strixhaven is just all the nerds. Ooh, I like right? it. right. Who who had to stay in residence during spring break and it's just like mono nerds not having any responsibilities. That's what I want. All right, so that's Strixhaven,
0: and then we're going to be moving into the summer of next year, and we're going to get something that I think probably was. The most hyped of everything, which is a proper crossover between Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons. So this is Dungeons and Dragons, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, and this is a, a D&D themed magic set. There's no like skirting around it. There's no like, oh, look, it's the Bag of Holding from D&D. That's neat. No, this set is going to be taking place in the world of Forgotten Realms and borrowing from D&D in every way that we can probably imagine. And what I think is most interesting is that this is actually taking the place of next year's corset. Now, they didn't say if that meant that we won't see corset return in the future. To be honest, personally I I was a big proponent of bringing the corset back and I'm really glad that they did. But that being said, I think that there are ways that they can experiment with what the corset is supposed to do which is introduce new players to the game in really fun and interesting ways. And I think that do, and melding it with D&D is just an absolute no-brainer. So I'm really excited for this
2: one. I, I think this is going to be really neat. Agreed. Like, I think we can easily see a return of the level-up mechanic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. And I'm just also going to say that unless I get a Deck of Many Things-related alternate win condition... Once again, I am going to be utterly disconsolate.
1: Is Dritz going to be a legendary rogue or a planeswalker?
2: Oh, no. I
1: feel like we'll see no. him as a planeswalker. Probably right. That's not sort of appropriate, and yet it's like the you know gold star like the first class treatment of magic cards. And so there's like there's powerful characters, and I think Dritz is from Forgotten Realms or something, right? Isn't that isn't that right? No, I'm way no. off.
2: Help me, Cameron. You're right. You're right. Oh,
1: no, I'm right. It's worse. It's oh. even worse. You just don't want to see it. Okay, yeah. Prepare. Hey, DD fans who play Magic. Yeah. You heard his groaning, prepare for your hearts to be cut out of your chests and stomped on. There's going to be something about it that doesn't fit right with your <laughs> no imagining of the Forgotten Realms, and the capable people at Wizards of the Coast are going to do a great job of making a, a magic set where they also just happen to destroy some part of your childhood. And I'm grateful for it.
2: I played Driz Dordan. Uh, uh, Thirst of the Blood Chief, kicked. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Foot my drizzed.
2: Yeah. He auto equips with Twinkle as soon as he enters the battlefield.
0: All right. So that's D, And then that takes us to the end ish of the year. And we're going to be returning to Innistrad, which I know a lot of people will be excited about. A lot of people will be like, eh, whatever. I'm excited. And it feels like they're very focused on bringing back that werewolves and vampires aspect that everybody loved in the first one because they are literally releasing two sets one focused on vampires and one focused on werewolves now they haven't explained how this is going to work they've they've said it's two big sets and they are coming out at the end of the year in quarter four your guess is as good as mine i could see two separate sets with a shared card pool but one set features vampires and one set features werewolves I could see two entirely, completely different sets. Who knows? There was very little information. They didn't even give us the actual name of the sets. They literally are just called right now Innistrad Werewolves and Innistrad Vampires. So we're going to have to wait a while, I think, before we start to learn more about this one. But, I mean, Innistrad's great. It's a fan favorite. I'm excited to go back. You guys?
2: Definitely. Looking forward to seeing a, a commander playable werewolf commander. Hey,
1: if you're fans of us, and you listen to this podcast, but you've never drafted Magic the Gathering, think about trying to get yourself into a draft of Magic the Gathering next fall, because Innistrad has continued, like it's, in my opinion, a perfect track record of being a fantastic draft environment. The first set by itself is most people who have played its favorite set uh, to draft, and then the second set didn't entirely ruin it. It just diluted some of the really fun things you could do in the first set, but it was still a good environment. And then when we came back to Innistrad, that was also a very challenging format with a lot of cool interactions. And really, I had a really great time drafting. I've had a really good good time drafting all of the sets that are set on Innistrad.
2: I am really looking forward to next fall when I finally, finally commit to fighting Matthew Greer for werewolves (laughs) at a draft (laughs) table. Like somebody, somebody <laughs> has to do it in one of these sets. I,
1: I have terrible news for you. Jeremy White and I just sat on either side of him during one of the drafts in late Shadows Over Innistrad. And we just both went red green and so did Matthew. And he still just beat us. It was
2: <laughs> it's like stoppable. It didn't,
1: it didn't matter which pieces of the puzzle you gave him. He was always just like, yeah, I'll just beat you with, you know, the other red green card that you didn't pick
2: it's not fair
1: it was brutal
0: uh so Innistrad I'm excited all right so then we have the two supplemental sets that they announced first up Time Spiraled Remastered coming out next year this is a new way to experience Time Spiral will feature fan favorites from the beloved set as well as cards printed with the old border they spoiled Chalice of the Void Path to Exile and Relentless Rats the idea is that these are you know Obviously, printing technology and inks have changed in the last, whatever, 15 or 20 years. But I the idea is these are what those cards look like, which is something that a lot of people have been asking for for a while. So continuing on with this sort of remastered thing that they've been doing most recently with Amenket,
1: My God, they're going to give us an old Border Tarmogoyf and the Internet is going to mm-hmm. lose its mind. Ooh, it's possible. That could be. Kind oh of cool. Oh, my God. Yes. They've been begging for it. They might give us old border dark confidant, too. Who knows? That'd be cool.
0: Ooh,
1: ooh, I'm a huge fan of Time Spiral. Also, another great set to draft. And just like it seemed to me to be one of the biggest uh, events in my magic career that seemed to get people out and playing more. Like, I don't know if that was intended, but certainly Magic's been around for a long time. And even when Spiral came out, it had already been around for more than 10 years. And so a lot of people who played for a year or two, as the way you do, you know, like friend groups change or whatever, and you don't have an opportunity to play Magic anymore. And then when Spiral came back, it was just like, oh, new printings of old cards. And like the fact that they got a new printing and they were in a new environment meant that they're, they were acknowledged for different strengths. Like the cards were shown in a different light. And so when you see a card you're familiar with but it's doing something new there's like a weird like nostalgic response you get and it's there's some endorphins that happen and it makes you want to play magic again so i'm excited for that i also the remastered name like the suffix i guess has been slapped onto a bunch of sets but only ever on digital
2: platforms
1: so i just want to double check with you james that this is going to be a paper set yes the article doesn't mention that it's only going to be on magic online or only going to be on arena or something it's so.
0: definitely not going to be on arena i don't actually know if it's going to be on magic online but
2: this is 100 okay. percent paper product Nito, yeah yeah gavin Verhey, yeah was very vocal about that 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 yeah. is it will be a paper product and he's very excited about the old borders great looking forward to it all right so finally modern horizons
0: 2 not really much to say other than this set will feature all five enemy fetch lands in draft boosters at rare.
1: Oh, cool. So they answered that question finally.
0: So great! you can look forward to finally collecting all five enemy fetch lands next year when Modern Horizon 2 drops, whenever that is. Uh, they, they didn't give a release date. I can't remember where in the calendar it, it fit. I think it was the earlier in the year one, but I could be wrong on that. Who knows? But yeah, there's a lot. that They, they talked about a whole lot. This past week, and we obviously still have Zendikar Rising to get through this year, and Commander Legends before we even, you know, get into 2021. As usual, no shortage of magic to be consuming and enjoying, and uh you know, figuring it out. So, complaining about?
1: Let's yeah, be honest. let's be honest. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of people who complain <laughs> about magic a lot. I'm not one of them, but you know, you you complain all you'd like. That's why I'm here. Yeah, that's why yeah. we invite you back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, All right, friends. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Remember that coming up on September 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific over on twitch.tv slash loading ready run is the Zendikar Rising pre-release pre featuring Graham, Kathleen, Cameron, Adam, Ben, Wheeler, Megan, and Maria from Magic the Amateur who are going to be calling in from their offices and Nelson and... What's his Snurge. name? Snurge. Snurge. Good old Snurge. Everybody loves Snurge. Who will be judging? Paul and I will be around as well, but we we generally just sit at our computers and, and be quiet. But should be a lot of fun. I'm really excited to, to get some some guests, as it were, back into the PPR mix. It's been a few since we've we've tried to do that, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So I hope you can turn tune in for that. Thanks to all our friends over at cardkingdom.com/slash L R R for sponsoring not only this show but our streams and y'all are great and we love you and they're working hard to get cards out the door so go check them out we'd appreciate it and finally all the love and support you show us over at patreon.com slash loading ready run we say it every single time and everything that we do but we truly mean it we couldn't do what we do without your support so thank you thank you thank you I'm James they were Nelson and Cameron we were be kind to yourself and we'll see you next week Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.